Well, I am always uh, excited about this time of year. Uh, as, a, as a visionary person, I love uh, this thought that people are in this place, like where they're willing to consider, um, you know, just some new goals for their life and ways they want to grow, heal, serve, do life with others. Um, it's always a really energizing time for me. So if you're new to Wellspring, uh, usually kind of at the beginning of January, I give what's called the State of Wellspring Address, um, and that's today. And I think it's really important for us as a church um, body to kind of look back over the past year and evaluate our faithfulness and obedience as a church, um, celebrate the fruit of healthy ministry that we've had, while also taking a look and kind of acknowledging, hey, here's some weak areas that we might need to grow in. Um, and maybe give some concerted effort towards change. Um, so, man, this must be a really interesting visual. You guys are just zoned in because I'm like looking out the eye. Nobody's looking at me. Everybody's distracted by your visual, Matt. Thank you. There you go. Right here, people. You guys are like a bunch of toddlers. But just big picture. Um, Man, I'm super encouraged by the life and the, the growth um, that I see in Wellspring. Um, there's so many good things um, and healthy things happening here that are providing spaces of care and support and healing, um, not only for people in our congregation, but people um, in our community as well. To my knowledge, we have the only Christ-centered mental health support group in town, the only foster and adopt support group um, in our city. And um, so many people are digging in, taking their healing and transformation seriously, and they're doing that in the context of community, like Kelsey was talking about, the importance of that. And as I sit back and reflect on how far we've come and what we're able to offer, um, like I say, not only to people to come here, but people beyond our walls as well, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude that I get to be on this journey with you guys now going on year 17. Um, it's been super fun. And as we look back on 2022, we endeavored to do three kind of specific things. I'm going to remind you what those are, give you some updates on those. So one was to establish a team of people that we called the dream team, and which kind of goes along a little bit with, with what Kelsey was doing today, is we wanted to come alongside folks that have this God-inspired vision, um, but just might need some encouragement, some discernment, some resources, some prayer, whatever it was, to help get things moving towards that dream. Um, Kelsey was already in the process of writing her book, but um, Justin uh, shared with you last year about his desire to start this counseling center, and really through a lot of you guys, um, he was able to raise about two-thirds of his money for his schooling to get his master's degree in mental health counseling. He hasn't paid, hasn't paid a dime yet out of his own pocket, so that's been super awesome. You guys are going to get to hear a little bit more in the weeks ahead, some things that he's been learning um, that I, he's excited to share with you. My wife, Kristen, um, left the teaching profession and has um, started a new ministry here at Wellspring uh, as a part of this whole process as well, just supporting and caring for families in our church. And her availability um, and compassionate heart um, just to come alongside and spend time with people um, who are just in, in tough places uh, this past semester has just been awesome. Um, you know, I just can think of Olivia Nichols being home with a, a foster child and a newborn and Kristen just having the availability to go over in there and just be with her um, has just been a gift. And so I'm grateful uh, for that. Um, there's several other dreamers 
in process that I hope to share updates with you as we get a little bit more clarity about what's going on, some things we're really excited about, but, but we're not quite there yet with some of those things. So um, this is going to be an ongoing thing. So we just really want anybody in our church, um, kind of like Kelsey was saying, that like you might have been given a calling and other people might be, I don't want to say suffering, but they might be lacking uh, the gift that you have to give them. Um, through whatever God has put on your heart. We really want to make sure that, that we put wind in those sails and keep you moving forward and dreaming big. So um, that's been an exciting thing, and I feel like a big win for us. Our second goal um, this past year was to increase our monthly giving by about 10%, um, which equates, if you look at our budget, it was about $5,000 a month um, that we were hoping to, to increase. And, and there's some practical reasons behind that. Obviously, inflation um, our bills around here, you know, it takes more money now to heat this place and cool this place and all those things. So there's just some natural things, healthcare going up for our staff, all that stuff. Um, the bigger concern is that we just want to continue to provide quality um, staff that can go deep um, with our folks here. And so we've continued to want to bring on some, some staff people and provide some opportunities for that. And finally, um, it was simply to challenge all of us to grow in generosity. Um, and just taking a look at our life and saying, how can we invest in, e in e eternal endeavors and grow towards that biblical example of, of giving away 10% of what God has entrusted us with on this life? And so Olivia is still wrapping up our accounting for 2022. Um, and, and we did have an increase, wasn't quite to the 10% range. So we still got some work to do. Just an, an interesting thing, um, we finished the year in, in black, which for you young folks is good on the plus side, right? If you look back over our 16-year history of giving, we've only had one year where we didn't uh, have more money come in than our expenses. And I think it was, we were like $3,000 under one year. Um, so just giving you some example of God's faithfulness over the years, but we continue to be pretty uh, aggressive in the things we're trying to do here. Um, hopefully you guys got a brochure a couple weeks ago. If you didn't, there are more of them on that back table. I really want to encourage you to take a look at this. It just kind of breaks down um, our budget and where we spend our money um, with Wellspring. And um, if you look through that, you're going to find that we spend very little on buildings and overhead. We have a very cheap building. This, this church will be paid off in about four years. Um, and so we really set up our, our church uh, that we wanted to have the availability to really invest in staff um, that could invest in you all and beyond. Um, so we spend a lot of our resources um, equipping staff to do the work um, and equip you guys to do the work. Um, and then also having some money that we can give away to local missions and, and things around the globe as well to maybe kids that grew up in Wellspring that go off to do who knows what, FCA or Campus Crusade or whatever it might be. We want to be able to support them and encourage them in that. Um, and so I want to encourage you guys to take a look at that and really spend some time praying and being serious about taking a look at, you know, God, what are you calling us to? How can we maybe move this year from giving 5% to 7% with the hopes that someday we could, we could give more and really reflect, reflect the generous, generosity of God towards us? Because the honest truth is that um, some of the things that you guys have experienced and benefited from has been paid for by folks who have really been generous to us for years now. And as you all, you know, grow up and get jobs or promotions or things like that, um, a question that I challenge my own children with is when you're making decisions about what do you do with all this money that I have now, um, is making decisions by, is this going to allow me to be generous? Is this new house I'm going to purchase going to continue to still allow me to be generous? This car I'm going to get, this vacation, whatever you're going to spend your money on, 
Does generosity factor into your decision making? And I think that's an important question for us to ask. If we're going to continue to, um, you know, invest in people and help people get healed, um, we need to have space for that in our budgets. So our final goal was a, a big one, and that was growing across the board in hospitality. If you remember, we talked a lot about that. Um, in, in the New Testament, the Greek word for hospitality literally means love of strangers. Love of strangers. And so this concept appears early on in Old Testament passages, um, like this in, in Leviticus 19. It says this, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So, you know, God is reminding the, the people of Israel that, hey, that at one time you guys were all foreigners, right? And all of us at one time were kind of on the outside of, of Wellspring, uh, looking for a place to call home, right? To attach ourselves to and, and to begin to grow and share our life with other people. Um, so remember what that felt like and love people like you hope to be loved in those stranger times in your life. Um, hospitality is also mentioned if you look at uh, qualifications for church leadership in like, books like Titus and 1 Timothy. Um, it says that leaders need to be, need to be uh, faithful in hospitality. And so that's a, that's a character quality that, that God really um, desires in us. And so to that end, um, we brought on a, a staff person this past year, Marissa, um, who kind of added to her duties around here. Um, we had always had just kind of a volunteer-led hospitality team, but we felt like we needed somebody who was putting some extra time into that. And so she's, she's doubled our hospitality team in the last year. So we just have more hands on deck. Um, we've always done an intro to Wellspring luncheon, but we've also added a lunch, uh, post-intro lunch about a month later, just to check in with people, um, help them develop some community with other new people, and just to ask them how their experience has been so we could learn as a church, and then how they can get connected to small groups, and she follows up with everybody who comes through the door for the first time. So she's just been doing a great job, and all the results of those concerted efforts we've put in have been pretty dramatic. And we took some time this past week to interview some folks that they've just been coming to Wellspring for less than a year. And these are some things that they shared.
awesome. I'm just so grateful for uh, everybody that's invested in that. Honestly, something that we identified last year at this time as a weakness has now become like almost our biggest strength um, in a year's time. So kudos to all the folks on that team for Marissa's leadership in that. Um, yeah, and to everyone that was willing to share. I mean, a lot of people said no, they didn't want to be in the video. <laughs> something about people being up front of people. I don't know. They don't like it. So, um, but that's been awesome. And um, so... Thank you, guys. We, we want to continue to be engaged in all of those goals that we had for last year. Just things we want to continue, obviously, moving forward. It's just biblical ways of living, honestly, um, and hope to continue to make Wellspring kind of this compelling place uh, to call home. Um, and the reality is, is that each one of those goals has stories behind them. They have stories of life change, of people that felt welcomed or people that, you know, learned about generosity um, through giving and, and so many other things as well. So... Um, so now as we look forward to 2023, um, I want to start by acknowledging something that any leader knows is that if you evaluate, uh, any, anything, uh, a business, a ministry, um, there are always multiple things that could be going better, right? And so, um, especially if you know you're an educator, it's like, well, you know, we can sit around and complain about stuff all day long, right? Because there's, there's no end to the number of things we could critique, um, so as a leader, it's, it's specifically a challenge for me each year. To, I've got to say, okay, God, what specifically for us in 2023 do you want us to focus on? We could focus on 10 things, but we're probably not going to achieve them all. So what are a few things that we can um, focus um, in on in the next year? Um, so this, for me, it starts a few months ago, and I know this message is coming, and so I start praying um, and just asking God. I start listening in our board meetings, our, my conversations with people, our staff meetings, what, what seems to be bubbling up um, and, and seems to be coming to the surface again and again in some of our conversations. Um, and part of that is also just as I spend time in scripture, um, just listening, discerning, you know, how the word of God is kind of impacting how I'm viewing our community and where we're at and lining itself up with, with God's word as well. So without further ado, here we go. So Several years ago, Justin, Stacy, and I, which tells you it's been several years since Stacy was on staff here, we attended this discipleship um, training program uh, through a ministry called 3DM. And 3DM, uh, they took geometric shapes and they attached biblical truth to them so that you can learn them and pretty easily replicate them and, and share them with other people. So one of the shapes they talked about was the triangle, and it's called the up-in-out triangle. You can go ahead and put that um, up on the slide. Um, so ideally, you'd like your, your personal life, your family life, your small group life, your church to have this well-balanced and integrated lifestyle consisting of these three components, up to God and worshiping him, into community, doing life with others, and then out to the world, okay? A perfectly integrated Christian lifestyle would have all of those things working and, and thriving and flourishing, Okay, so eight years ago or so when we were going through this training, um, I would have took, taken a look at Wellspring and I would have said, you know what, our out component is really pretty strong. That's like a, a strength of ours uh, right now. At that point, we were really engaged in a ton of neighborhood stuff. We were taking mission trips um, with Living Water and Global Orphan Project, um, but we had a long way to go uh, in pursuing awareness and healing in the broken areas of our lives. So for a season, 
And this was really kind of amplified by the whole pandemic, which really kind of kept us from going out in a lot of ways. You couldn't even volunteer in the schools for a while. Um, not only did it keep us from going out, but the pandemic also for a lot of us kind of brought a lot of our impurities to the surface. That, that time in isolation, those anxiety and worries that we some of us experienced during that time kind of brought some of our brokenness, spending time so much you know, with your family. That'll do it to you too, right? Um, so a lot of stuff kind of, kind, of, kind of came to the surface during that time. Um, and so people have kind of dug in um, and, and worked through some things. Um, you know, one of the things that we've invested heavily in is helping people address the unhealed wounds in their life, realizing that our understanding of the gospel is filtered through the lens of our unhealed wounds. Our understanding of the gospel is filtered through the lens of our unhealed wounds. When we have flawed patterns of thinking, it's almost impossible to view uh, God's word, to view God, ourselves, and others clearly, which severely impacts the way we interpret the Bible and interpret what's going on in and around us in our life. And to your credit, a large portion of you have dug into counseling in recent years. A lot of you guys that have been small groups, in small groups you've begun to transition to a more vulnerable format of what that looks like and really being honest uh, about your life and where you need help. Uh, many of you have joined support groups here or in other places as well that have made us a much more healthy church as a whole, a place where now I think people come because they've heard and seen what God has been doing in people's lives here as they've addressed some of those things and they want some of that for their life. So I just want to say great job, folks. Um, digging in and doing that hard inner work is not glamorous. It's not a lot of fun sometimes, at least in the beginning, to, to be honest about those things. But man, it it's yields a ton of fruit, not only in your own life, but in your marriages or future marriages or parenting or friendships or ministries or jobs, whatever it might be. And while that inward work certainly needs to continue, we've sensed this growing desire as a church to kind of get back out into community and get that out component going again. So that's going to be one of our, our goals, and specifically things just right here in Midtown, close to us. So as you've seen and heard over the past couple of months as we've shared things through, whether it be through Advent or um, Stay on Sunday, um, or Kristen coming up here and sharing at the beginning of the year about some things at Edison that we can be engaged in. There are a lot of needs right around here. Um, Sisters of Solace and the things they're doing that it's a, you know, close uh, proximity to us. You guys met uh, LaTanya Williams at the Bartlett Center um, during Advent. And, you know, they're about six blocks that direction. Uh, tons of needs there. I went and met with her this, this week. Um, to get a, just a clearer picture of, of the things they do for kids there. And she's going to be sending me an email of some volunteer opportunities I'm going to pass on to you guys. If you want to get connected at Edison, there's things that happen during the day, obviously in the classroom, but also at night, events that we have for parents and families there um, that you can help out with as well. Um, I really want to challenge every person, every family here to really take a look at this component of their life, kind of getting outside of your, your shell, whatever that is, or even just church activities alone going to small groups and all that stuff is great but there's a whole world out there a very vulnerable broken hurting world that desperately needs christ-centered people to engage and to come alongside and to care i i spent four years mentoring a kid over at edison um years ago i followed him from second grade through fifth grade till he went away i mean every week i went over and hung out with joseph demarcus um and uh, man that was good for me and hopefully for him as well. 
um, during that time. So um, that's, a, that's a component that we're going to really challenge people to, to continue to, to dive into. And hopefully a year from now, we get to look back on that triangle and think to ourselves, I've got, I've got a more um, integrated and balanced lifestyle in all those areas. Um, you know, if you think about a, a three-legged stool, right, you take one of those legs out and psh, it's going to fall over. So how can we strengthen each one of those places in our own life and as a church and a family as well? So secondly, we feel leading to continue emphasizing uh, our hospitality ministry. But in 2023, we're going to kind of take a specific twist to it a little bit. And we're going to um, really focus and accentuate um, intergenerational hospitality. Okay? And this has been something that's come up a lot in conversations around here. When you look out across uh, Wellspring on a Sunday morning... The awesome thing is that we've got this really broad age spectrum range that you might not find in all churches. Okay, so we've got people that are, you know, obviously we've got rooms full of little ones and we've got a few gray hairs in here and getting grayer um, by the year. And so um, I really think it's a, we're just having a lot of missed opportunity of things that we can learn from each other. Um, our younger generation honestly needs the wisdom um, of some of our seasoned Christians, um, and our older folks need to be inspired by the courageous faith and the differing perspectives of young adults in our community as well and some of the challenges that they're facing. So I want to invite you guys this year to put an emphasis on getting to know some people in Wellspring outside of your age demographic, okay? And I want to challenge everyone here to be initiators in this, even if you're an introvert, okay? Or even if you're a young person, so old folks like me, okay, when you invite people out to lunch or to do something during the week, I want to encourage and challenge you, don't just, don't just invite somebody in your age group. Find a young couple, find a college student, find a high school student, say, hey, I'd love for you to come and I'd love to just get to know you, hear your story. Um, if you're going to serve somewhere in our church, maybe grab a young person, say, hey, would you serve and do this with me and get to know them and spend time with them. Um, small groups. Uh, my small group doesn't know it yet, but uh, I'm going to be challenging them um, to, to kind of come alongside a younger couple in our church intentionally in the next year and really begin to invest in some, some folks um, that could just benefit from things we've learned along the way. Um, and this invitation goes both ways. So young people, invite some old farts to church, to, uh, to lunch, okay? Invite them to lunch and we'll pay for it. It's a win-win, okay? So believe me, you come up to me and say, man, Bob, I'd really like to spend some time with you and I'd like for you to buy me lunch. I'll be like, all right, I'll do it, okay? Seriously, this can't be something that's just a one direction thing, okay? Even though that's a great name for a boy band, it's not a good practice for community here. So guys, we all have room to grow. Um, in treating the folks that come here to Wellspring and call this place home really as family and not just people that we share pews with on a Sunday morning. One of the things that I was, uh, as I finished my year in the Bible and, you know, you get into to those, those last letters, man, there's just so much about loving one another deeply, deeply. And it pushes us outside of our comfort zone of what we're used to, right? Of really seeing the folks that are in these rooms as spiritual mothers and fathers, as brothers and sisters, as family, we're closer to some of these people than we are to our own kin, honestly. And so I want to just encourage you. Um, we need that encouragement 
um, and that community from people that have different perspectives than the echo chamber of our own demographic we can kind of get used to being in, okay? So, so those two goals that we started with here today, okay, of getting out and then this intergenerational hospitality, those were pretty clear to me from the beginning. Those were on my heart and resonating with a lot of people from the beginning. The last one kind of came to me kind of late, and I was getting a little nervous. It's like, I got this message to give. I'm not sure what I'm going to say about this last one. Not that there has to be three, but um, I was reading in 2 Timothy 4, and uh, this final one kind of came to me. I want you to open your Bibles up to look at that. It's page 1697, 2 Timothy 4. Page 1697. 2 Timothy 4, starting in verse 2. It says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And I don't know if you guys are paying attention to what's going on in the world right now, but I feel like truth is getting harder and harder to discern. And I think people in general want to surround ourselves with, with people who are just kind of telling us what we want to hear. The way we already think, and most of scripture is telling us the opposite of what we want to hear sometimes. It's challenging us. And so as followers of Christ and his representatives in the world, it's no secret that we need to be grounded in the truth of God and able to discern and combat the lies that surround us. So to that end, I want to encourage you um, all to be devoted to a Bible reading plan of some kind this year. I emailed out to folks a New Testament plan just the other day. If you didn't get it, you can come up and ask me for it. If you just Google in five by five by five reading plan, it'll pop up. It's five days a week, five minutes a day. I think everybody can make time for that. I know there's some small groups in here that are helping people kind of go through the Bible in a year. Um, there's plans for some men's Bible studies to launch this year, kind of post-encounter and a need for more. Um, on Sundays, we're going to begin incorporating, like Kenny said, kind of a call to worship. We're going to be uh, on alternate Sundays going back and forth between the doxology, uh, doxology and the Apostles' Creed um, before our first song. Um, we want the truth of God's word, God's word to saturate our hearts and minds in the year ahead and watch as God transforms our hearts fills us with more confidence. I want you to hear this. Fills us with more confidence to correct, rebuke, and encourage one another in all of our relationships. When we're not confident in the word of God, we're a lot less likely to correct and rebuke one another. Okay? And that's not the only pur purpose of doing that. Uh, sometimes God corrects and abuse, uh, abuses us. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Rebukes us through his word, and sometimes he uses other people to do that, and we need that correction. Um, so those are kind of our three areas um, that we're going to be diving into this year, um, and I'll keep you updated on those. Um, I want to share a couple of things real quickly that aren't really goals, but are just exciting things to announce to you guys. 
um, we are hiring um, uh, this girl. I've met her a couple times named Kenzie Miller. Um, she's going to start full time um, at the end of uh, May when she graduates from school. She's been our uh, youth uh, middle school director all through college. She's going to be continuing in that role as middle school director. We're also going to be adding college ministry to her plate. She's also going to be kind of co-leading the um, in summer internship with, with Justin and Kenny. So uh, she's also getting married in uh, June. So let's give it up for Kenzie. Yeah. And the last thing I want to share with you is just kind of this unexpected opportunity that kind of came our way that's it's really kind of an exciting thing. If you've been around for a few years, um, about three years ago, we had a couple come named Logan and Carla Douglas who were going to be going to Iceland to plant a church. And when they came and shared that with us, there was a girl in our church um, who was in college at the time, college age, named Hannah Johnston. Her family's been coming to church here for quite a while who who felt a calling to go and to, to help them do that. So she left and went to Iceland and has been living there for a few years, um, gone to college there, really um, done doing a lot of campus ministry to help them. Um, along the way, she met a guy there, um, an Icelandic guy who was a Christian, which is like finding a needle in a haystack, literally, um, and got married. This is their picture. This is Elmar and Hannah when they were home visiting last year. Elmar is, uh, like I said, an Icelandic guy. He's a youth pastor, um, and he wants to, to be a, a pastor one day, uh, whether that's um, taking over the church that he's been in or planting a new church in Iceland. The problem is, is that the opportunities for pastoral training in Iceland are pretty much non-existent. Um, as they shared a few years ago, um, Iceland's like the least church country in kind of Europe, so we began having conversations and Hannah was like, man, I'd love for him to be able to be around Wellspring and the things that, that I've, you know, experienced here. Um, so our board began to kind of pray and, and talking. And so they're filling out visa paperwork. Um, there's kind of this new two-year visa for job training that you can apply for. Um, so if you can be praying that they would get approved for that. Our hope is that uh, when they come here in May for uh, Hannah's brother's Adam's, Adam's wedding, that they would just stay here then. And he would go through the summer internship this summer. Um, and then Justin and I are going to be doing some pastoral training with him over the course of the next two years. And our church is going to be investing about $10,000 a year to just help with some living expenses for them moving back here. Um, and hopefully setting them up to be successful heading back to Iceland to plant a church. Also just kind of excited for them as a young couple to be around other young Christian couples. Um, just having some community because it's just not a lot of that there in Iceland. So um, Hopefully that'll, that'll be on the radar and it's coming soon. Last things I want to share with you guys this morning is I just want to encourage you to find your place in the story. Man, there's, there's, you're missing out. If you're just kind of sitting on the sidelines and you're a spectator at Wellspring, you're missing out in your own growth. You're missing out in watching God use the gifts he's given you to be a, a blessing to other people. Um, and man, I, I just really want to encourage you, if you want to get engaged um, man, come and talk to a staff person, talk to Marissa, talk to myself. We'll, we'll find places for you to plug in and connect with other people. If you haven't really been doing the small group thing, getting to know people, that's an important step as well. Um, the reality is, is, guys, I can stand up here and say all this stuff, um, but unless you guys make intentional choices in your life to kind of own some of these things that God has laid on our heart, for this church, nothing's going to change, right? Like we had to have people step up and say, hey, I'll be a, 
hospitality person. I'll do this, this, and this. I'll give more money so that we can do some of the things that we've done. So I want you to take a look at some of the things we've talked about this morning and say, okay, guys, what are we going to do? What am I going to do, our family, to engage in these things um, so that we can see some growth? Um, we can see the kingdom of God spread and, and uh, God's word go deeper in people's hearts and people can be transformed and changed, um, all that stuff. So um, it's in your court. As Justin said, you know, you're responsible for your healing, right? Just like you're responsible for your healing, you're responsible for the goals and the vision that God has for us and where those things lead in the year to come. So um, thank you. Don't everybody rush to invite me to lunch. I don't have much money right now. Um, we'll do the best we can. But um, yeah, let's pray as we close today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, um, man, for Wellspring, and thank you for the ways you've been so faithful.